Welcome back to Raising Hell with Adele. This is our current season one finale, and today I'm actually going to be talking alone for a couple reasons, but the main premise of this episode is going to be addressing what happened on January 6th, 2021. Uh, to be honest, I... <laughs> we all saw this coming, but I feel like I really need to address this. So, without further ado, let's get started. Alright, before we get started, this is probably going to be the most touchy of a subject that I'm going to be getting into, and I'm certainly going to be controversial. So, I am just going to try and set the scene here for you guys as I go through this, because I just really want to talk and get what I'm feeling out. So first, I'm going to tell you guys how I divvied up my opinions, and if you want, you can skip to certain portions if you only want to hear certain parts. First, I'm going to be going into why this event was different. Second, I'm going to be talking about what should be done regarding Trump and his supporters, or at least the ones that were at the riot. Third, I'm going to be talking about why we can't compare this to Black Lives Matter. And finally, I'm going to be talking about living in alternate realities. So that is going to be how I'm dividing this all up. I'd also like to point out that (laughs) if you haven't been able to tell, I am definitely a more left-leaning person in politics and in my beliefs. But I ask and I urge especially anyone who's conservative listening to this that should be all the more reason for you to be listening to this podcast episode right now because I think we all know that radical events radical actions have all been from being blindsided from the other side so especially if you are a conservative listener I urge you to at least make it through this And if you don't change your mind, that's fine. I at least respect you for going through and listening listening to this. Um, But I'm going to be trying my best to be impartial and respectful. I, I I know that people, I know that Republicans are not all bad, just like I'm going to hope you know not all Democrats are bad. So I just want to put that out there before we get started. Um, alright, so going into this, I'd first just like to express my condolences for whoever this impacted. I mean, the deaths, the, especially just the, the black community, people of color, because what I'll be going into is going to address that. Um, I participated in a lot of the Black Lives Matter movement on my own and on social media, mostly on my own, to be honest, and I did learn a lot about white privilege over the summer, but something about Wednesday made me act so viscerally. I always was acting, I always had emotional reactions watching the the Black Lives Matter protests this summer, but watching what happened Wednesday made me very emotional because It embodied everything I was protesting for in Black Lives Matter, which is what I'm going to be getting into because I'm certain some people are confused why that, um, why I had that reaction when I saw what happened, but 
I'll be getting into that. So I just want to point that out. I'm really sorry for people who, you know, were so emotionally hurt by this. It it was honestly, <laughs> we all saw this coming, but it just to see it unfold is just an entirely different story. So going into why this was different, I just want to say a couple things. Um, first, our own president did fuel the fire. I'm not going to say he did all of it because, again, I think a lot of what causes radicalism has been on social media. In the last 10 years alone, um, liberals and conservatives have been leaning 20% more to the right or to the left just in the last decade, so... I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's a true fact. I did a research paper on it, but it's it's a decent amount. It's at least 10 to 20%. And that has been a lot a lot of it has been attributed to social media because of a confirmation bias where if you you believe what you want to believe and if you do enough res- if you do enough looking up on the internet, you can eventually find something that defends your argument, which I'm going to be talking about later on, but this whole event is different because not only was it mostly fueled, was a lot of it fueled by conspiracy theories on the internet, but our own president really set it off. I mean, someone told me that day, they were like, yeah, you know, he told them to walk to the Capitol. I'm like, no, that's okay. And I was, I thought that they were kidding. I thought that was something that came from the left, like saying, oh yeah, Trump, you know, eggs them on, because that really just puts him right at the center of guilt. And I was sure some left media had just said that to, you know, make us more angry. But then I saw the actual video and he literally said, I can't even remember, let's walk to Pennsylvania Avenue. So that is why this is really a different event. And of course, it's Raiding the U.S. Capitol when they're verifying the Electoral College. I'm sure you've heard on the news. I don't want to talk too much about why this event was different. I mean, we all felt it. But the Capitol being raided is such a big deal. Especially when the Electoral College is... Not only the Capitol, but the Electoral College is so symbolic of our democracy at work. And going in and breaking the windows down and assaulting police officers and and whatnot is just you know it's just disinvalidating I, I hope that's a word uh everything that this nation stands for i'm sure you guys have heard that by many news outlets so i'm not gonna get into that too much uh, but yeah, the idea of changing democracy in America to gain more American freedom is just so hypocritical. It doesn't make sense. I was listening to some of the people that walked in and were going into the Capitol, and a lot of them were convinced that this was their patriotic duty. There was a revolution they needed to handle, and this just... <laughs> It, it just doesn't make sense. There's no strength to that argument. You can't... You can't claim you're defending American freedom when the very thing that is American freedom 
is the thing you're trying to shatter <laughs> and take away, which was the voices of the American people. Um, so that that is what I have to say about why this event was different than, you know, the other things we've seen. Uh, next, going into what should be dumb, dumb, uh, sorry, what should be done about Trump's, about Trump's behavior and those, those specific supporters. I honestly don't know. I want him to be impeached. Preferably, I'd want them to invoke the 25th Amendment. And for those of you who don't know, I'm, it has something to do with just a president being mentally unfit to hold office and the cabinet can vote to forcibly remove him and then pence would just be acting vice president like acting president until biden came and i wish something would happen but the because we are a democracy things are very slow in government and i have a feeling nothing will change but he is out of office soon Speaking of just Trump's behavior in general, I will link an article after this. I encourage everyone to read it. It is a bunch of psych- it's written by a psychiatrist who's psychoanalyzed Trump's behavior and why it is so different than other presidents, why it's so different than the average person. And I think it would just really open and broaden our understanding of why he's acted the way he has in the last four years because I think regardless of whether you like him or not like him or not he is a very unconventional president and I think we need to understand why he is that way uh because after reading that article a lot of what I understood or was confused about in his behavior makes sense so I I will link that uh, in my podcast uh, description later. But that is what I think about Trump himself. I really don't have any other words for it. He's going to be leaving soon. So I'm just hoping in my personal, like, obviously, I'm not a, <laughs> a big fan of him. But I think it is just a sigh of relief to know that he will be gone in 13 days and I'm really hoping that he will be fully charged for the things he has done illegally prior to his presidency during his presidency after uh it's just not okay there can't be double standards here so that's my thoughts on what should be done about Trump his supporters this is here's what I'm gonna say about supporters I believe you can be a Republican and not support him, just like you can be a Democrat and not like Joe Biden. I think being a certain party just means you're not, I don't, I don't think even people who identify as Republican or Democrat are as, um, how would I put this, as diligent and strong and as left-leaning or right-leaning as the people that represent them. I think most people are trying to be somewhere in the middle. So I think I'm going to give the benefit out. I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Just like conservatives should be giving me and other liberals. I'm going to give Republicans the benefit of the doubt that you are not what was Wednesday. 
and if you're not, you will condemn it. Even if you believe some of the policies Trump did, that whatever happened on Wednesday was not okay. So I expect you to give me and other Democrats the benefit of the doubt when anything like this happens. Um, But I just want to point out, you can be conservative and not support Trump. And I think some people can be a Trump supporter and not support what happened yesterday. I I can't even believe I'm saying that only because I just, you know, <clears throat> the past four years I've tried to spend my time wondering how so many people voted for this person and the best, the best idea I was getting was people were more concerned about what he was doing in policy than he was doing through his personality because I think we can all agree he is not the kindest nor most honest person certainly not honest at all uh but I know some people have certain values whether it be religious or whatever that push them to vote for Trump and I can understand that in 2016 it's just I just don't know exactly I don't know exactly how, if you're a religiously devout person, why you can vote for him. Because, I mean, I'm I'm religious, I'm Catholic, and I could not vote for him only because of what I'm taught, as in to love others, to treat everyone equally, to treat everyone with respect. Sinners are seen as equal in the, in the eyes of God. So, the way Trump sees people be- or talks about people because of their gender, race, or whatever, it just kind of broke one of my main religious rules. So that's why I just can't... I can understand why people vote for him, but I don't think that's anywhere near justifiable to say it's for religious beliefs because I know for a fact that every religion on this planet... <laughs> has a a degree of morality and he is certainly lacking it so i i'm sympathetic towards those who vote for him but please realize why i struggle to understand your point of view i just i don't know um so that's my opinion on that okay My next thing I'm going to be talking about is why we can't compare this to Black Lives Matter. And I know this is going to be the point where most conservatives or Republicans are going to want to leave. But I really urge you to listen to this part because I think this is an important thing that not many people have addressed. Uh, I have been watching the news from pretty much every single news source. I've been watching it on Newsmax. I've been watching it on Fox. I've been watching it on uh, ABC, CBS, and unfortunately there was not enough addressing about, at least on the right side, about why this was basically embody- an embodiment of white privilege. So let me explain that. First off, we can't compare this to Black Lives Matter because 
Black Lives Matter was for an event that is actually, for actions that are currently happening in our world. It's not a conspiracy theory that black people are shot on a daily basis in the United States, that there's mass incarceration, that there's systemic racism. Those are hard facts, hard science, hard data. I, there, it's not, it's not controversial to argue that there is an issue. Um, whereas the raid that happened on Wednesday was on the basis of something that did not even occur. If you are listening to this and do not be- and cur- still believe the election is rigged, I urge you to start reconsidering the news sources you are watching. I have many conservative Republican friends that understand that this was a genuinely free and fair election. Seven million people, seven or sorry, Biden won by over seven million more votes. And yeah, I just, I can't argue with people that are living on a different set of facts, not even a different set of facts, just on misinformation. So why one, so my first point, we cannot compare this to Black Lives Matter because Black Lives Matter is regarding the issue of racial justice, racial equality, um, and most notably has been addressing, uh, police prof like sorry um police officers shooting and profiling black americans specifically black men so and people of color just people of color in general so that is something that is real that is genuine that has actually happened whereas this was on the basis of a fabricated idea so i just want people to keep that in mind Second of all, we cannot compare this to Black Lives Matter because the violence was incited by the President of the United States. It is obvious that he is clearly guilty (laughs) to some degree for these actions. I'm not going to say he's 100% guilty, but I am going to say he is majority guilty for this. Uh... I do think Biden made a good point to say the words of a president have value. They hold weight. In some sense, I, I'm not going to say I sympathize with the people who rated or who believe in these things. But I understand why they thought this. I mean, when the president says something, you should assu- like it should be our assumption that we can hold some sort of credibility. Um... The only reason it's still inexcusable is because we all knew right from the start, from the getaway, that uh, Trump has never said or followed uh, a level of truth, even when he was running for tw- in 2016. So, but I do understand why people would believe him. I mean, he is the president of one of the most powerful nations in the world that should give you some sort of title of credibility. So, that's another reason we can't compare this event to Black Lives Matter. I mean, the violence was incited and pushed by the president for weeks in the sense that he was consistently claiming that the election was fake, that the election was a fraud. Even prior to receiving the votes, he said, if we don't win, it's a fraud. That should tell you enough. I mean, 
I'm sure if he had won, he would have said it was a free and fair election. So, I ask if you still think the election is fake, really take a moment and think, if Trump had won, would he be saying the same thing? So, please remember that. If you are still hesitant, I mean, he challenged, I don't even know how many lawsuits, but for example, he ordered a, um, he demanded a recount in Wisconsin, and they ended up finding more votes for Biden, actually. And even if they did find more votes, or I don't even know, even if the recounts were, uh, were some minor errors, the margin is too much to swing anything. Uh, it is clear that this was, this was a fair win by President Biden. Okay, so next I'm going to be reading, uh, the reason, the, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be calling this podcast episode when the common app has more decency than our president, because I recently received a, an email from the common app, which I think perfectly addresses why Black Lives Matter can't be compared to this current event, and I'm going to be reading it for you. If anyone who's curious or doesn't know what the Common App is, the Common App is basically a website where students can submit their college applications through. They pretty much have no purpose as, uh, I don't know, that's their main purpose, but they did release a statement Regarding this, so I'm just going to be reading it to you quickly. Uh, we witnessed a deeply disturbing attack on democracy on Wednesday when violent white supremacist insurrectionists stormed the U.S. Capitol in an attempt to undo a fair and legal election. The stark differences between how peaceful black and brown protesters have been treated for years relative to Wednesday's coup again call attention to the open wound of systemic racism and highlight the work we still have to do to create a more just and equitable global society. So, I think that's a great, I think that was written well, really well to explain why this was incomparable to Black Lives Matter and why, if anything, it proved the the push for Black Lives Matter. And if you're still confused, I'm, I'm going to just say this. <clears throat> when you watch the video, I mean, I saw one person of color in the whole mob of thousands of people. I personally feel that when you, when there's a political opinion, not even, that wasn't even a politics anymore, but when there's an opinion about something and you only see one demographic of people supporting or fighting for that opinion, one, a general demographic, I feel like that already causes me to question the validity of a certain opinion because it'll look like it only benefits one group. So, hence, for example, what happened on Wednesday, I mean, it was pretty much all white people, and I saw predominantly white men. So, first of all, even going in there and seeing the people that believe this and are fighting for whatever they thought they were fighting for were all white just shows how how biased and how wrong this idea they have is because it only is benefiting a small margin of people. Whereas when you even look at the Black Lives Matter movement, there were people from every 
part of the world. I mean, first of all, every part of the globe was <laughs> protesting, but I mean, it was so empowering to see there were Latinos, there were black people, there were white people, there were Asian people, there were Pacific Islanders, there were Native Americans, everyone was there. And I think when you can see a movement that is backed by every skin color, every race, every background, every gender identity, I think that should um, automatically give some sort of credibility that people really care about this and that this issue embodies something that everyone wants. So that's another thing. And just another reason this whole event on Wednesday embodied white privilege There was one person, I believe, shot by police. I mean, we can just look at the way uh, black people have been treated and just protesters have been treated by police in the last, you know, few centuries and especially during the recent protests. I mean, when you think about like, for example, George Floyd, I think I believe he was like in a gas station getting a check. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he comes out and someone puts their knee on his neck and kills him whereas oh my gosh Richard Barnett breaks into the Capitol, destroys federal property and sits at the majority leader of like the speaker of the house's desk and steals stuff and I don't know just how and doesn't get arrested on the site I mean I don't even know. I saw a picture, I saw a video of a cop taking a selfie with a protest or rioter, uh, I should say. I mean, the treatment between police in that event where the threat was democracy at its core and the way that police acted on that versus the peaceful pro mo- like most of the peaceful protests for black lives matter and the 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 rubber bullets the gas i just it, it is incomparable you cannot compare those two things someone made a good point on the news what if those were muslim people or just people of color in general going into the building they would have all been shot i just i i don't think it's fair to at least even compare and I'm going to admit there has been some unfortunate events from the Black Lives Matter movement. I don't think the looting and the rioting was okay, but I can only imagine what it's... First of all, I've heard from a lot of sources, from a lot of news sources, that the people that did riot were just people that were seeing the protests and were like, this is a great opportunity to go you know loot a store so most of what i've heard of all the destruction has not been specifically from people who genuinely believe in the movement but if you think about it i mean how infuriating is it to live in a country where you're promised things that you can't even have and then you have to see other people not even acknowledging that you're not treated the same. Uh, I I remember doing a one of my first episodes was with Marie Oldham's, I think that's how she, she says her last name, and she made a good point 
that it took me a while to understand, but (laughs) she said black people have the right to honestly burn this whole country down. And I just can't even imagine the level of anger it was to see this unfold on television. So when you think about the motives behind what was happening, the motives from Wednesday were coming from an entitled, privileged group of people who were just whisked by misinformation and thought they were entitled to represent our entire country over something that didn't even happen, whereas Black Lives Matter was driven at a much more emotional and pressing thing, um, which I'm not going to say justifies the destruction that happened, but, I mean, when you have such enormous groups protesting, there, it's, something's bound to happen, but I still think Black Lives Matter in general, the whole movement was long overdue. I mean, I know it started prior to last year, but there was still a lot to, uh, it, it hadn't caught on so much until recently. All right, so closing, my last point has gonna, is going to be regarding living in alternate realities. There are certain people, after watching today, I can physically no longer argue with. I don't have the energy, nor do I have the time. I will not argue with people who want to live on their own set of facts. And it is unfortunate that they're willing to discredit every fact I know just because I am more left-leaning. Someone on GMA this morning or yesterday made a fantastic point that I want to quote. I'm pretty, I quoted it as close as possible that I could remember, but she said, you're entitled to your own fact set of facts, or sorry, you're entitled to your own set of opinions, but you're not entitled to your own set of facts. And I think Everyone should just try and keep that in mind, especially in these times. I am completely fine if you are very right-leaning and everything you believe in is on the base of your life experiences and on actual hard data that you have learned from and acquired. But some of, and same goes for the left, but some of the stuff that is flying out there is leading people to argue with me over... I can't argue with someone who thinks the earth is flat. I can't argue with people who think the government is run by lizard aliens. I can't argue with people who think the election was fraudulent. It is simply not true. It is a waste of my time to, at this point, debate because how can I make a statement when the person I'm arguing with will discredit every single thing I say because what they have learned from their sources and conspiracy theorists is telling them that I am like a government drone. Of course they're going to think I'm wrong. So I think that is my level of exhaustion at this point. I cannot argue with people who 
are living in alternate realities. I I will link this at the end of my episode, but there is a great website called allsides.org, and it at le- at the very least, you know, you should be as a person. It is a privilege that we have the internet, and we should be using it wisely. So, this goes for everyone, but to just look into what you're seeing on the news. Another thing that helps a lot is going on allsides.org. It shows a lot of news, popular news sites, and where they lean politically. So, because I think even political bias is not a great thing to have all the time. So, for example, if you're very liberal, I urge you to start listening to Fox more and Newsmax. Uh, honestly, I don't think Newsmax is really even a source. The The way they twist stuff is honestly incredible. But, and if you're more right-leaning, try CBS, try ABC, just to see where we're coming from. Because if you can understand your opposition's view you can probably be more sympathetic. So I will also have a link to allsides.org, but I just want to point out, it is not my job anymore. I don't think nor anyone's job who's at least living in the reality I hope we're all living in. I cannot argue with people anymore that I'm willing, I will debate and discuss. I don't even need to debate people. I'm so willing to have a positive, empowering conversation about politics and beliefs, as long as what you are saying and where you are coming from is a truthful manner. That is the very least I ask. Um, but I will not argue anymore with people that are not even on the same wavelength. That is ridiculous. Uh, closing remark to... If you have still not acknowledge that white privilege exists. I asked you I ask you to rewatch what was happening on Wednesday and compare it to what has been happening to people of color the entire t- since the birth of this country. I think one of the biggest problems has been at least in the I don't want to say white community because it's not really a community. But the biggest problem with extremists is they're too afraid to acknowledge... Or just, you know what, people in general. I don't think I've even acknowledged the full extent of my privilege. But to at least acknowledge that it's real, that we benefit from it, is something so important. Because I think that will make us all the more considerate of other people uh that is all i have to say for this i know i said this was going to be short but um there was just a lot i had to get out there anyway uh yeah that was why i didn't have anyone on because i don't think i could have gone through all these points in under an hour so that is all i have to say and also if you are still unsure about addressing white privilege if you are white or you don't understand it or if you're white especially if you're white passing too um there is still a certain level of privilege we all we experience 
one thing that really opened my eyes to that was the 13th on Netflix. It talks about mass incarceration being a form of systemic racism, and it just goes into so much <clears throat> depth of everything that that our country has been built on in the wrong way. So, again, I maybe to close, I still love this country. I don't want to say I don't love this country because... I feel so fortunate to live here. I'm proud to be an American. And for those of you who are having your doubts, just know none of what happened was anywhere close to the embodiment of a true American. We are better than this. And I know that we will be able to get somewhere in the near future. So please hang in there. I hope everyone's doing okay. Thanks for listening to our final episode for this season one finale, and I'll see you guys next time. All right.